This is Ryan Kinseth with the SoCal Artist Podcast, and today we have Chris Callen, an up-and-coming artist out of Kentucky who specializes in auto paintings. This was a fun interview to conduct, and we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we worked past it, so thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. First off, thank you, Chris, for joining. Um, I'm so happy to have you on the episode, and I'd love to get into things. But first, if you want to tell the audience and you know all our viewers here a little bit about yourself and uh, well, uh, who you are and what your story is. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Chris. I, I've lived in Kentucky most of my life. Uh, been married to a wonderful lady for 23 years. We've got three kids. We have a daughter, 19, a 17-year-old son, and then we've got another son that's 13. And I've been painting for about 10 years now, and I've been a car nut all my life. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I can see the the cars you have in the background there. Um, are those, yeah. and for those of you that are watching this, um, I see that painting. Are those your cars on calendars as well? These are ones that, uh, yeah, that's the ones. Yeah, they're on my website. Uh, the one behind me. Oh, I thought these were calendars. Two. My apologies. I thought those were calendars. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they looked like it. <laughs> that no, would have been the, cool. The, big, the large one behind me, it's sold before it's even finished to one of my collectors in uh, Mississippi. This will be like painting number seven he's bought off of me in the last two years awesome what uh what kind of car is that if you um looks like a chevy a, or is it it's a 67 plymouth got it yeah Beautiful. he's a big he's a big muscle car guy so muscle cars, but it's been kind of fun paint something different that's awesome um yeah i'd love to to hear about your story about getting in in the into art so i know you said you've been painting for 10 years. Um, are you self-taught? Are you, did you take courses? What got you into the art itself? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm self-taught. Uh, several years ago, it was right when our youngest was born, I read an interview, one of my car magazines, uh, as artist in Pennsylvania, and I just really, blown away by his work he paints in acrylics but i remember seeing his work and i'm thinking man i'd love to do something like that and we we're at the dollar store one day and i just i grabbed a pad a sketch pad and i just started drawing and that's how it started and the paint i started out with watercolor really didn't like that didn't like that as you know it was easier than watercolor but i still really didn't like that and then i tried oils and i was hooked yep yep i know i've talked to you in the past because oils oils tends to stick on us once we learn that that crap right. oil painting it's it's hard to go back to other mediums do you still dabble in watercolor no but i still do occasionally use acrylic but i use it mostly for like an underpainting understood understood 
so uh yeah no that's like I mean, a grill on that on that car right there like a like i might paint that in acrylic just so it'll dry fast you know yeah i've heard of that that method of going acrylic underneath and then oils on top obviously that's a kind of similar to like gessoing and then going oils right so that, may, that makes sense um yeah, so tell me tell me about uh I I know you said you're a car nut. What is it about cars that that brought you in? Is it um was it a family thing? Was it just owning cars? What is it about? Cars? Um Well, the classics that I'm into. I remember the town that I grew up in, I was probably 8 or 9 years old. There was this late 40s and sitting in a somebody's lot this field and i remember begging my dad to stop and i remember we went back three or four more times and i would just go in there and sit in that car and just take it all in i could smell that musty old car smell and just look how different it was than anything even 30 40 years ago and i think that's that's pretty much where it started um i mean new cars today they're more efficient uh they're safer last longer but the stuff today just it just doesn't have the soul and personality cars did back then honestly i i kind of agree with you always wanted like a a 69 mustang or or something uh to that effect like a camaro but um yeah i i grew up in a different different era so saw a lot more modern <laughs> modern type type cars worked at right. a rental company as well so i know i told you that in the past too but yeah tell me tell me about uh so i i know you've i've seen your instagram i've seen your website i'd love to hear because i mean your car your car paintings are awesome i love the style of your art i love the colors you bring into to the car paintings and for everyone uh who can't see them on screen right now go check out chris's uh website and instagram but you have a very unique style and i mean i could see this being in dealerships and body shops and just car collectors that you probably already have but how do you how do you typically market your business i mean i think that would provide a lot of value to people that are in a similar situation that are artists um possibly trying to get their artwork out there or or how did you find your target demographic? So what type of marketing have you been doing? Um, most of my demographic is on. And I am in tons of car groups on Facebook. And that's where I'd say 90% of my collectors have come from is those car groups. Um, I'll, I'll post like work in progress. And then I'll post the finished product. And I don't, I'm not even salesy about it. Some of those groups, they frown on stuff like that. But just sharing it, I mean, I'll get comments like, what do you charge for, what do you charge to paint mine? And I'll just, I'll tell them, just D DM me or email me and we can just discuss a little further. Um, but yeah, Facebook and, I, and Instagram, I'm on there just for the fun. On Instagram, that's what I use that for. Awesome, yeah. Those Facebook groups are no joke. I I'm in the the wedding industry space. I don't know if you've seen that, 
but I'm in a lot of wedding wedding Facebook groups and man, I tell you, they are they are very active in these yeah in these groups. So that is definitely uh, a key to get into these Facebook groups and and I like what you said about you're not salesy about it. You because I mean some of them will even have rules about how vendors or how people post and uh hopefully right. hopefully you still hear me i know it's chopping up a little bit but i think it's going going decently um there is a facebook group i'm, I'm in a, a cadillac group and the guy told me i can post stuff for sale and i've done a have done a commission for him before so he's like i don't care he said you can post whatever you want in here for sale so for sure yeah so i think that's pretty cool <laughs> So I want I want to throw this a, a a different direction here and um and I I know you told me that you were full time uh you were full time with your position and then you have mm. uh your art business on the side here. So I I actually think this could provide value as well um which is what I want to do especially for those that are working on a full time business and pursuing this on the side um what if you don't mind talking about it, what do you do full-time and then how do you balance this on the side here i work at a uh i'm a i work in the supply chain i work at a manufacturer that produces uh automotive components and i run one of the warehouses i mean i should have figured it was something car related <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so yeah. do you find any of the skills you have in the supply chain warehouse for automotive parts transfer over to your art business at all how has that been kind of helping or have you found any similarities there mm, none that i could really think of mm -hmm. uh, no i don't think there is yeah so i mean it's it sounds like you have your your creative side of the business your art business and then you have your full-time supply chain position and actually it sounds like a pretty high up position of owning the warehouse or managing the warehouse how do you see kind of your future in terms of art and and what you do full-time how do you see it uh playing out there uh how do i see it playing out where i'm at now as far as a full-time job yeah i mean it, it sounds i i would assume that you probably worked your way up supply chain manager um yeah i've been in supply chain about 10 years now i've been with the company 23 years mm -hmm. so, yeah um i really don't see myself going any higher i mean it's it's really a good job um uh, i work with a small group of people and I don't, I don't have a boss breathing down my neck. If I need anything, I shoot him a text, or you know, he'll call me. But That's I really cool. don't see going up any higher. Yeah. So do you see, um, do you see your art business kind of being a main priority in the in the near future? How does it? How do you see this panning out? Definitely. Um, I've made a goal for myself. I'd like to be full time and probably three to five years that's awesome i love it yeah yeah i mean i i can't see myself doing anything else it's i live it and breathe it like if i don't get the pain i get cranky 
<laughs> uh, us creatives, we always need that that outlet to to let ourselves be creative and create. Otherwise, it's you know, it's an itch that we need to scratch. And especially when you're not right. doing it in your main position, that you need to to let it out there. Right. Well, I want to get a uh, let's get nerdy for a sec here because I we do have audience members. <clears throat> we do have audience members that are. Uh, oil painters that are artists themselves so i'd love to get into the nitty-gritty of actually how you're creating these paintings um beautiful car paintings okay and i would love to hear um your your palette set up you know how do you get started when it comes to to getting these pieces created of these it looks like unique shots of cars and and what you're doing with the the setup there for for just oil painting well, I try to work with a limited palette. I try not to go more than, you know, eight to ten colors. And what what are those colors, sketch... Chris? Sorry to sorry to interrupt. I'm curious. What are those colors? That's okay. Uh, ultramarine blue and blue. Uh, I love cad red, glycerin, crimson, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to think. Sometimes I occasionally use green out of the two but most of the time i mix it you know yellow and black but uh mm -hmm. yeah i've got them right here yeah and with yellow that, ochre yeah, yeah yellow, yellow ochre is another one yeah but since i paint so much chrome i go through cerulean blue and white a lot understood <laughs> understood i see i see the blue reflections on a lot of these cars Yes. Yeah. So yeah. sorry, go on. Um, I'd love to hear uh, more so about your setup too before I interrupted you. Um, now, when, when I start, I'll just I'll sketch the car onto the canvas and then I'll tone the canvas just so I'll just get rid of all that white. Uh -huh. What do you and typically tone it with? I just do a wash of like, um, I don't know burnt umber and white i'll just it's really thin i mean it's so thin it'll dry pretty quickly uh, and then i'll come back to it yeah start on it. yeah that's awesome so, so talk to me about the cars where do you where do you find these are these pictures you've taken are they references you pulled from from places how are the how are you getting these cars in there um majority of it is car shows i take tons of pictures i've got i've got so many i'll never paint i'll never paint everything i've got so many reference photos it's i've got to get more organized and i've been trying to do that lately but uh <laughs> no that's awesome and facebook groups sometimes i'll i'll ask people to share whatever niche group i'm in I'll say, can you share, for example, your Thunderbird? And I might get 30 responses, people sharing photos. And I'll say, you know, I'll paint this and I'll just, I'll share it to the group. And sometimes it results in a commission. I assume people come, come to you for a lot of commissions to paint their cars. Yes. That's where I make most of my sales is commissions. Uh -huh. Are you in the print business or is that not your style? 
Um, yes, I, I do have prints for sale on my website. I do the G clay prints. Mm -hmm. Yep. G clay. I've always, yeah. It's always weird to try to pronounce that, but I think it's French, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. G I don't know what it is. It was yeah. the longest time before. <laughs> I I completely understand. There's there's a quite a few painting terms that I have trouble pronouncing. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, I mean, look, uh, you you have your full time job. You have your you have your side hustle here, and this is a position that a lot of people are in um, in terms of whether or not they should make that jump into to that full time art position. But what what's some advice that you you have for individuals that are trying to make it work with full-time their full-time position and also their art on the side i mean what what type of advice do you have for these folks um i would say you've got to you've got to block time out for it and you've got to schedule your studio time and your marketing which is something i'm trying to get better at lately i've i've got a planner and I just, I'll block out, you know, two days a week is office day and the rest of the week is studio time. And like for me, studio time is late afternoon, early evening. And unless I've got something else coming up, I just, I commit to it. And it's something I love, some, I love to do. It's not hard to commit to it. I completely... So, completely understand no that's i mean that's that's great i i was in a similar similar spot so i i can relate i understand the the work full time and try to make time for for your side hustle but if i think if people are passionate about it then they're going to find time to do their their art their side business um just like working out i mean it i kind of i i don't typically believe in the I don't have time for things. It's just, it means mm -hmm. it's not a priority in, right. in your life, which is okay. Um, so if, if you, if art's your passion, then I feel you're going to find time to make art, whether that's mm -hmm. on the weekends, whether that's after dinner, after family time, or, you know, early in the morning. Um, you know, I think there's, there's always a way to find time for those things that you're passionate about. Saturdays and Sundays, I, I look forward to those. That's the time I can block out, you know, three to five hours, depending on what I got going on, and just sit out here and listen to music and paint and just yeah. get in the, that flow state. I'm sure you know what that's like. Oh, I know the flow state. I know the flow <laughs> state, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the, the weekends are golden. It's almost like if you get if you get that full day event that gets scheduled, it's really it's kind of a bummer because you're like, dang, when it, that was going to be my one day, I got to wait mm -hmm. you know, until tomorrow or I got to wait till next week to, to work on that, that couple hour time block I had. I've been in my sketchbook more and I've been messing with uh, Prismacolor markers and colored pencils. So if there's a time I cannot get out here and paint, I've got some kind of outlet and there's no cleanup involved. It's not messy. It's quick. I can, stretch out you know on the couch and watch tv and sit there and work on a car sketch or something it's 
I've really enjoyed that. It's funny you say that because I was sketching for the first time in a while since uh, since I've been with oils. I was doing a graphite drawing yesterday. So, oh, okay. it, yeah, yeah, funny, funny. Actually, it's right, it's right next to me here. I'll pull it up. But have you um, have you ever considered getting a drawing tablet before? Got a Apple Pencil. And is that what you're talking about? Digital? Yeah, yeah digital, yeah. Uh, like an iPad Pro, um, Apple Pencil. Uh, yeah, it's the iPad. It's a few years old, but it, I mean, it still works. Create on there. And I've messed with that a little bit, but I just I kind of got out of the habit of, of delving into that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the reason I ask is that was always with me. That was always a great way to 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 substitute oil painting. Um, just having that drawing tablet, just like you said, with no cleanup. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but um, but yeah, working on working on those sketches when you can, if you can't oil paint all the time, is, is extremely helpful. Are there any mm -hmm. other ways you practice um, your craft? Actually. I'd love to hear about this because I'm I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to to books or or learning materials, um, courses you've ever took or people you've watched YouTube videos from. And I hope you can still hear me. But do you have any any materials you use on your end? Well, have you heard of Chris Fornatero? He's in Florida. Is that the paint coach? Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, on YouTube. I'm one of his patrons, and I found him on YouTube. Oh, it's probably been three years ago now. And he really changed how I did stuff. And, I mean, I think that's when I really started the skills was just watching his videos and taking his advice, and he's awesome. He is awesome. He's he's got quite a style for teaching and his videos are just so well done. I mean, I, I get drawn yeah. in by just the the thumbnails. It's like, you know, 10 things you're doing wrong with your portraits. And I'm looking, I'm like, dang, I'm really curious <laughs> as a portrait yeah. artist, I'm really curious to, to see this. So no, that, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I do watch YouTube videos and I do have a book on car drawings that I've had for several years. I'll I'll go back to that. Mm -hmm. And have uh I'm sure he's probably heard of this one, but oil painting with uh Kevin McPherson. Light and color. Uh yeah, look uh is this landscapes? What is what is this one about? Yeah, it's landscapes, but I mean it. That's what it's, but I mean, he does stuff on still lifes. I don't do still lifes, but yeah, I mean, I get a lot of tips about, you know, light and color and I just, I love putting that in my paintings, That's shadow and sunlight and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, actually, since, since you brought up, uh, the paint coach and this book, are there any tidbits you can remember from either, either the Patreon or or uh, the the YouTube videos, something that stuck with you, that uh, that you learned in these videos here, or this book. 
I would say the biggest thing I took away from Chris was sketching with my, drawing in my subject with my paintbrush after I toned the canvas. That's something I never considered before, and it it gives it more of a less of a tight feel, if that makes any sense. It makes it look more painterly, for lack of a better term. And you mean getting the drawing done with like a darker value right after toning? Is yeah, that what like you're, a you're referring to dark something, and then just go in there. With, well, yeah, I mean, I'll tone the canvas like I normally do, and then I'll go in there with like Van Dyke brown or something, really watered down or you know thinned down, and then I'll sketch the car in with the paintbrush, and it just kind of gives it a looser feel. Awesome, and kind of like get those proportions in place as well. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Chris, I I mean, I've covered a, a few topics here, but I'd love to know if there's anything I didn't cover that you would like to talk about or that I haven't brought up. Um, is there anything on uh, that you can think of that you'd love to, to bring, whether it's value or something, a, a topic you'd like to discuss as well? Uh, I was going to ask you what kind of uh... – do you have a favorite brand of paint? Oh yeah, I love I love gambling paints. I yeah, I use the gambling paints. Not so much the the what is it the um, 1850. Not so much that brand. I use the the professional quality uh, gamblings. Those are my go to colors. There. I've tried their uh, 1980 brand. Oh, that's what it was. 1980. What did I say? 1890. Um, I thought they were way older. Um, yeah, I, I have a couple of those. How do you like them? I like them. Um, they're not my go-to, but like if there's a color that I can't find in the range that I normally, or the brand that I paint with, I'll, I'll get gambling. But uh, my go-to is uh, Winton. Nice. You like them? Yeah. Yeah, the Winton oil colors. Yeah, I love them. Do you use uh, do you use a solvent, uh, whether it's paint thinner or um, terps? Do you use any solvents? I use Gamsol. Me too. I use Gamsol. That that was a game changer for me. Oh yeah. Any uh, mediums or just the Gamsol there? Uh, the I think it's I think Gamblin makes it the solvent And it cut out there, Chris. Uh, you said, "What was it?" Gambling makes it the solvent, the solvent-free gel. I so I just started using that. I was always a linseed oil user. Mm -hmm. I always use linseed oil, and I recently, after taking this course with uh, an artist named Kai Kai Linju, if you know who mm -hmm. that is, he's on Instagram. He does a lot of uh, pop culture paintings. Beautiful work. But I, I take classes with him on Tuesdays, and um, that's what he recommended was a solvent-free gel by Gamblin. So I've been using that uh, for the last month or two, and it's it's great. That that stuff is really nice. Usually, I don't use that until closer to the end of the painting. Like if I start out, I use thinner. And oh yeah, start out with. But but I use that towards the end, and yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, that stuff's not gonna paint on on a blank canvas. That isn't gonna <laughs> right. flow very well. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Any anything okay. else you wanted to to bring up? Do you have any favorite? 
Oh, go ahead. What about what are what are some of your favorite brushes? Brushes. Is there any go tos? So I use Trakel, uh, the brand Trakel, and I use um, what is it the the opal the what is it the opal brushes, which uh, are those those uh, rounded type uh, opal brushes. But mm -hmm. I I'm. I'm always a go-to, like I'll use a number six or a number eight or 10. Like I've worked on a big brush, even for a smaller paint. I've gotten a lot better at using a big brush for mm -hmm. smaller details because it helps me think bigger while I'm creating the, the portrait or the piece itself. So I'm not sitting there worrying about details and I'll move my way down to smaller brushes, but I really... I, I rarely pick up very mm -hmm. small brushes unless it's for my signature. What about you? What's your, uh, I use the, uh, I think they're called, I get them at Hobby Lobby. Oh, I got them right here. Let's see. Oh, master's touch. I might have a couple of those. Can I see the, the base of it? Well, let's see. Everything's kind of backwards. Oh yeah, it is backwards. I, maybe I, I, I'm yeah. not sure if I have those actually. But flat brushes are my favorite because you know, I don't have any handy, but they're my favorite because they're the most versatile, at least for what I do. It's the flat. Yeah, it gets those nice edges, especially I can see that being a good thing for for cars as well with such yeah. proportional dimensions. Now, when I get into painting reflections on the chrome, that's when I, I go to the liner brushes and stuff like that. That's that's awesome. And those wear out quick. The flat brushes or the the other the the, the liner. Oh, the liner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's hard to maintain brushes i suck at maintaining brushes so i tend to go through more brushes than i need to be i use that uh that pink soap yes that's the one i use I that to that condition too. them yeah I have that as well i think it's we're stuff we're in similar boats with the gamsol the the solvent free gel and the the pink soap yeah <laughs> Hey, so Chris, what, um, as we, as we come up here on, at the end of time, uh, where can our audience best find you? I know you said Facebook and Instagram and your website, if you want to list those out there and where else, how people can get in contact with you. Yeah. My website, chriscallenautoart.com and then at chriscallenautoart on Instagram and then just look up my name on Facebook and my personal page will come up and I kind of use it as just like a, a page just to, all I do is post my art on my personal page. So they Perfect. can find me on Facebook too. And that was Chris Callen auto art, correct? Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I'm going to yes. link it. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well uh, in the bio there. So, We'll have the link as well. And then if you want people to directly contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? Uh, email, uh, Chris Callen Auto Art at Gmail. Perfect. Well, I want to thank you, Chris, for being on this 
on this episode here. And it's it's a pleasure to to hear more about your story. And I'm sure a lot of people can relate to it with the full time and and side hustle as well with your business. The, the cars look awesome, man. I, I well, see it in the you. background. So love your style. But thanks for thanks uh, for being on here. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. This was fun. We will be in touch as well. So we'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. If yeah, maybe like a two year, a two year. Um, let's see where you're at. Let's see if you're uh, if you're full time and not in. Supply yeah. chain. So we'll, we'll, right. we'll do a follow up episode on this as well. I would be happy if I was just working a part time job and then painting the rest of the time. <laughs> Honestly, that's and it doesn't need to be and or uh, it doesn't need to be one or the other or right. it, I I think that's awesome. So I think that's it's it's all how we're going to how we'd like to to pursue our art career. And I think having a, a part time job is a great way to do it as well. Well, uh, thank you, Chris. Right. I hope you have a great thank rest you. of your, your day here. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning into this episode. And if you are interested in being a guest on the show, please email me at ryankinsethart at gmail.com. And please, please, please leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it really helps me know where to go in the future with future episodes. And as always, thank you for tuning in. Have a great day.